Hello, this is Courtney from Wonder in English. The Wonder in English community provides free online English lessons for students with an intermediate to advanced level of English. For the full version of this lesson, don't forget to check out wonderinenglish.com, W-O-N-D-E-R in English.com. So today's topic is about guns in the United States. Before we get started on the podcast, I'm going to list off some phrases and vocab that I want you guys to listen out for and try to see if you can understand them in the context. After the podcast is over, I'm going to explain them to you. So the first phrase is rile each other up. Then fiddling. Lobbying. Permit. Restraining order. Lax. Rated R and rated PG-13. Assault. And infamous. So these are only some of the vocab that I define for you. Don't forget that you can check out the rest on wonderandenglish.com. You'll find the transcript for the whole podcast there as well. So it's a really great resource to see everything that you're listening to right now. Today I wanted to talk to you guys about guns in the United States. This one was requested by a subscriber to the Wonder in English website. So feel free to subscribe as well. You'll get free weekly lessons sent to your inbox and lots of nice freebies as I create them. So definitely subscribe to wonderinenglish.com. Okay, so today we're talking about guns in the United States. This is quite a popular topic, and it does bring out a lot of heated debates here in the States, especially within my family. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my personal experience with guns, and then I'll talk to you about some facts. So I remember when I first went to Spain, I was going to help teach a class English. And they had me stand at the front of the class and gave the students a chance to ask questions. I remember there are a few boys in the back that were kind of riling each other up and getting excited about something and saying, ask her, ask her in Spanish. And I didn't know what they were talking about. I was super uncomfortable standing there at the front not knowing what to do with my hands, just kind of fiddling them around. And then the boy stands up and he says, do you have a gun at your house? And I really wanted to say no, because I knew that they thought everyone in the United States had guns in their house. But unfortunately, my family did have a gun and I had to say yes. And then everyone freaked out when I did. And they're all like, see, oh my gosh, I told you so. And you know what? I wish that they weren't right, but they are. Most people in the United States have guns. My family personally has guns, quote unquote, for protection. And I have family members that hunt, something that I don't participate in. And they use guns for that. One of the biggest organizations in the United States is the National Rifle Association of America, 
and it's called the NRA. If you watch the news, I'm sure you will hear about them. So the NRA is a nonprofit organization that advocates for gun rights in the United States. They were founded in 1871, and since then they've had a huge impact on the government through their lobbying. They're actually one of the top three most influential lobbying groups in D.C. And now the NRA would have you believe that owning a gun for your protection is necessary and saves lives. But in reality, this is not the case. And in just a minute, I'm going to give you the facts and figures related to gun deaths. So who can carry a firearm in the United States? Well, most people. So that means that the government, the federal government, has no law about whether or not we need a permit to get a gun. So each individual state has to determine what their laws will be about whether or not we need a permit. Only a handful of states require guns to be registered and gun owners to be licensed. So all you do is have to be 18 years old in order to purchase a shotgun or a rifle and 21 to get a handgun. If you're a fugitive, like a danger to society, you're not legally allowed to get a gun. That's also the case for people who have participated in things like selling marijuana or who have restraining orders or have been threatening or stalking people, things like this. However, everyone else can get them once they're 18. Only 12 of 50 states require people to purchase a permit for a handgun. In order to get one of these guns, you have to do a background check. This only takes 10 minutes. They can give it to you right there and then, and then you can walk home with the gun that day. However, what happens is that people typically resell their firearms and they don't need a background check when this happens. So this is a real loophole in the system. And actually one in five transactions selling firearms occur without a background check. This was observed through a study done by Harvard, so I think that we can probably rely on that figure. Given the lax gun laws, it's not a surprise that there are 200 to 300 million privately owned guns in the United States. So that's about 38 to 48% of adults that keep firearms in their home. Almost everybody says that the reason why they have a gun is for personal protection. However, the statistics actually show that every one time a gun was used in the home to kill an intruder, there were 43 other firearm-related homicides, suicides, or accidental deaths involving a household member. So even though all of these 200 to 300 million firearms are supposedly being used to fight these possible intruders, the reality is it's extremely likely that someone would accidentally shoot themselves in your home with that gun instead. And unfortunately, violence in the United States is something that is very prevalent within the media. We like to put this in all of our Hollywood movies. We show it to children. It's in cartoons and animation. And even very graphic scenes about killing other people are not even rated R anymore. Here, sexual scenes in movies are rated much higher than actually violent scenes are. And the opposite is true in Spain. When I was living there, there could be a sexual scene or nudity, and that was maybe rated PG-13, but actually violent scenes were rated R. 
And I definitely agree with this. Why is sex so taboo, but yet people can kill each other and that's normal? I don't understand. So if we look at the data on the amount of violence that our kids are seeing, you'll find that by the age of 18, a person has seen 200,000 acts of violence and 16,000 simulated homicides on TV alone. I don't even want to know how much that has grown since then, because this study was done in 1993, and I'm sure it's increased. Unfortunately, because of the lax gun laws, we have a very high homicide rate, despite the fact that we have actually less violence, assault violence, than other countries. So even though our average violent assault rate is lower, we have seven times the average homicide or death rate because we're all using guns. Because guns are way more lethal than if someone just had a knife or their fists. So as you can see, guns are a real danger and also extremely prevalent in the United States. They're a really big problem among poor communities. Unfortunately, there's a lot of violence there. My family, they are big gun people. They support the NRA. They support having firearms. And it, this has caused some tension between us. I'm not going to lie. I don't support that because I can look at the facts and the figures and I see that most of the school shootings have been caused by people grabbing guns from their homes and going to shoot a bunch of children. Anyway, this topic is very upsetting to me. I'm sure you can tell by the way I'm speaking. It's, it makes me sad because I, I've been to other countries and talked to people and I tell them I'm from the United States and they say, oh, that's a great place, but I could never live there because it's just so dangerous. There's so many guns and there's so many people killing each other. And of course, when you're here, it doesn't seem that bad. You never would notice that when I'm doing my day-to-day -day activities, like going to the store and going to the gym. You know, it doesn't seem like a very violent place to live. But in reality, there are a lot of deaths by guns, a lot of murder, a lot of homicides, a lot of shootings. And they do have a reason to be afraid. It makes sense. So it makes me sad that the place that I live is becoming so infamous for such a bad and violent thing. But I would really love to hear what you guys have to say because I'm sure that some of you support guns and some of you don't. Really, I would love to hear what you guys think because I want an international perspective. I want to know what you guys have to say about this issue in the States. Does it affect you at all? Are you living here? Do you notice it? And if you're abroad, does it affect you internationally? Do you hear about our shootings? And what do you guys think about that? So go ahead and log into wonderinenglish.com and leave your comment there. And I will definitely read and respond. And I really appreciate your feedback. Thank you guys so much for listening. And stay tuned now for a description and explanation of the vocabulary I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Okay, so the first phrase that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast was to rile each other up. I talked about this when I was saying that I was in the front of the class and there were some kids in the back that were riling each other up to ask me a question when I was in Spain. So to rile someone means to make them annoyed or irritated. But when we combine it with the word up, so rile someone up, it means that you cause someone or a group of people to become really excited and animated 
especially in a way that is angry and irritated. So it's like you're giving them a lot of energy, but in a way that makes them super annoyed. So for example, if something really triggers you or really bothers you, and someone in your family knows that, well, they could rile you up by mentioning that topic or talking about it in a way that bothers you. The next word was fiddling. To fiddle means that you touch or you fidget with something in a restless and nervous way. So when I was in the front of the class, I was fiddling with my hands, meaning I was moving them and touching them in a really nervous, awkward way. Lobbying. To lobby means to try to influence a politician or a public official on an issue. So this is the verb form. There is a noun form as well. And the noun form of lobby is like the entrance of a building. However, the verb form is the one I'm using in this podcast when I was talking about the NRA. And I said the NRA is constantly lobbying and has a lot of influence in the government. They have a lot of money and this then influences politicians because they give that money to the politicians in order for them to create laws that benefit the NRA. Permit. So permit is a noun in this scenario, but it's also spelt the exact same way for a verb. They're pronounced differently though. So the noun is permit and the verb is permit. So for permit, the stress is on the I. So the verb, the stress is on the I and for the noun, the stress is on the E. Permit versus permit. 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 So it's a very slight difference there. So a permit is an official document that gives someone authorization to do something. So if you have a permit for a gun, then you're authorized to carry or use that gun. A restraining order. A restraining order is a temporary court order that's been issued to prohibit someone from doing something. So typically you're going to use this in the case when you want to prohibit someone from seeing you. So if someone is stalking you and following you and obsessing over you, then you can get a restraining order. And that means that they will often have to keep a certain distance. So they always have to be at least, you know, three miles away from you, never any closer than that. So that would be a restraining order against someone. Lax. So I mentioned that in the United States, we have lax gun laws. When something is lax, it means it's not sufficiently strict, severe, or careful enough. So I think that we would be better off if we had gun laws that were not so lax. Rated R and rated PG-13. So these are the ratings that we give movies in the United States based on how mature the content is. Rated R means that it's meant for people who are 17 years and older, and PG-13 means that kids that are 13 and older can watch it. Assault. Assault is a physical violence against someone. So when you physically attack someone, you assault them. And the last one is infamous. 
If you're infamous for something, that means you're famous or well-known for something that's bad or negative, like something bad that you've done. All right, guys, that's all the vocab I'm going to mention here on the podcast. Don't forget to check out the rest over on wonderinenglish.com. And if you guys would please, please leave a review for this on iTunes or wherever you're listening to it, I would really appreciate that. It'll help a lot more people hear the podcast as well. Thank you guys so much, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Bye.